0: to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm joined by my host, Ben Chapman.
1: I'm doing Tai Chi to stay calm after watching this fucking movie.
0: I think this may be the first time uh, me and Ben had the reverse. Usually I'm very angry that we watched a movie, like listened to last uh, week's Superman episode where I did not enjoy it, and Ben's usually more upbeat. I just have, like, no opinion on this film. (laughs) You seem to not like it. I'll I'll be clear here without getting anything away.
1: uh, A lot of my notes are in all caps uh, and frenzied, um, which is how I feel right now. My brain feels hot in all caps is how I feel right now.
0: My brain feels hot (laughs) and in all caps. That should be a (laughs) T-shirt. But to deal with a film like this, we needed to call in... The big guns, I feel like, because I wasn't sure there was going to be a lot of meat on the bone for this podcast. So I said, we need we need somebody who can bring the, you know, like the (laughs) A-game to the podcast. So we turned to our good friend, who I'm really building up. So if he blows this episode, it's going to be real bad for him. (laughs) Our buddy, Seth McCormick.
2: What is up? You already you
1: already messed up my name, Pokes. I did. I called you McCormick, didn't
2: you I? Did I? You did. always do that for some reason. You son of a bitch.
1: Well, McCormick. now now nobody can steal your identity. That's true. Well, someone will steal poor old Seth McCormick's identity. I won't have
0: to. I always want to make you more Irish, I guess, than you steal actually are. My,
1: I
2: won't have to steal my identity back like the cast of characters in this movie.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah.
1: that was clever. Oh, man, I'm, I'm hitting am hitting That was
0: actually a better joke. There anything in this movie.
1: I brought, I brought Seth along because Seth and I have a storied history of watching dumb action we movies sure together.
0: Do. Yeah. So
1: he's like my go-to guy when it comes to bad action movie. Mike, as we know, is our bad B-movie guy. True. Yeah. You're my action movie guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I feel like Seth is the guy you call in when there's like a movie that is going to be a tough watch because I think he's the only <laughs> one who has like the the tenacity to get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he Just, can sit, see, he'll watch shit and then just be like, all right, let's talk about it. Other people will stop being our friends.
2: This this movie, though, I mean, I mean, Ben Ben's right. We have a very long action movie oriented history of just like the Bourne trilogy and just you, you name it, like all the all the classics from the nineties. Various
1: and, Seagal films and, where he has to take something back or is hard to kill in yeah, some way.
2: Van Dam and like all of that. But this movie, I don't know if I mean. The, the the there was nothing particularly funny. <laughs> there was one decent, you know, two minute, three minute little bit they did, which was also in the context of the rest of the movie and how serious it was. Yeah. Like the
1: romance. I mean, we can get into all this, but just like, oh, wait, it, it,
0: it, what was the what was the bit that you thought worked? Uh, we we, we were curious.
1: we were referring to what is commonly the scene people seem to remember from this movie, which is which is uh, the brief, the briefest of brief heists in the movie history, which is when Chris Evans' character breaks into the corporate building pretending to be an annoying bike courier, and then, like... And he's singing Journey, yeah. and, like... They're... Okay,
0: just making sure you thought the same thing I did.
1: Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> I was really that, hoping
0: you weren't, like, that scene where they're playing the card game.
2: but like oh, even... I love it! <laughs> yeah, well, we have notes about that. But even the, uh... Yeah, I mean, out of, I mean, and you know, Ben and I have even subjected ourselves to like, Nicolas Cage, you know, Taken rip-off movies. Now, stolen, yeah, we're going to disagree real quick.
1: And Gary Busey's Pilfer, do we watch both You games. do not, you do not <laughs> subject yourself to
0: Nicolas Cage. You Borrowed do and it.
1: not returned. Yep.
0: Yeah, there is, there are a series of three Nicolas Cage movies, which are directly the movie Taken. Yeah. But... No. And are almost the exact same film. One, he's like an ex-mob guy. One, he's an ex-bank robber. And one, he's just an ex-genery Stolen criminal. Stolen is,
1: is the bank just, robber one. As yeah,
0: they're all terrible. As
1: yeah. you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on, you're listening from your phone or whatever. Just open your browser and type in Stolen Nicolas Cage, because you will be like, wait, that's the poster for Taken, and you would be almost right. Yeah, <laughs> Because it's the same fucking font. It's
0: amazing. Yet, what's stolen is the fucking plot of Taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, we can't have this
1: many great zingers yeah. for a movie we're not covering yeah. on this episode. Yeah, no, remember but, guys,
0: we have so, a Nicolas Cage podcast we're doing after this. So my
2: my point was that, out of all these movies that Ben and I have watched together, I had like no emotional reaction to this. There it yeah. was the only emotional reaction I had was anger at how it was edited and all the cuts and the the just the the cinematography if you even want to call it that. And uh other than that there was th- th- I don't know. It was just um it was a movie and they they had <laughs> Forty different locations for some reason yeah and we watched bad guys play cards and <laughs> yeah so let's get into it let's... so
1: to put you in the right context if you're listening to this because this is a very it's probably like a 98 percent chance you've never seen this movie
2: yeah we had no ben and i I'm... had no context for this like we had to yeah, go
1: yeah I, I saw backwards. this movie in theaters holy shit <laughs> there's no you... way it was not yes. in theaters
0: yes i saw it in theaters and here is I when we started talking about this I was like this movie had to have been out like in the early 2000s when I would just go see any movie that came out just because that's like what I did when I was in like high school I would just see movies every weekend and I looked and it was in 2010 and I was like I have no clue why the fuck I went to see this movie <laughs> cuz like that was by the time I had quit seeing everything that had a theatrical release so I don't know why I saw this movie but I saw it in theaters
1: So let me walk you through the context real quick. The Losers is a comic book that came out uh, via Vertigo in about uh, 2003 to 2006. It was kind of a remake of an old 70s comic called The Losers. That being a comic that was very uh, a Dirty Dozen kind of storyline where, you know, a particular band of misfits that don't really fit in with the, uh, the, regular, uh, the regular rank and file of the military go off to fight certain battles in Vietnam. That later became The Losers, which is an updated take where it wasn't set in the war anymore. It was more of an A-Team style bunch of commandos just sort of like making do and making money uh, in like the, I don't know, early 2000s. This was then turned into a movie about four years later that nobody asked for. Uh, this came out in 2010.
0: Does this not seem like the weirdest property to buy?
1: It's pretty bizarre. I mean, let me but... rephrase
0: it. It's not a weird property. The premise, as you just stated it, it is it is straight up clearly supposed to be the Dirty Dozen. It's like the idea of like a Black Ops team or Black Ops team that's you know operates for the government but not in it, an A team esque. I could see how a movie studio would be like, yeah. But then when they read the source material, somebody had to be like, I don't think this is going to work.
1: So here's two strange things about this movie. Now, having heard that description, you're probably picturing some B-movie schlock. But here's two bits for you. A, this was a high-budget movie, more or less. And it came out uh, the same year that a different film came out. And by different film, I mean something I just said. I mean the A-Team remake came out this same year, one month before. You serious? Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck
0: did I see this in Thiek?
1: A-Team came out in 2010, which absolutely overshadowed In fact, many reviews that we were finding called this movie B-Team as a way of trying to (laughs) shit on it.
0: Oh man, what a burn, guys! Because
1: it is very A team. They are in a van for a, yeah. a, a fair amount of this movie. They are like uh, the, the, it's kind of thing where it's like they all have their own specialty. Yeah, you know, each each person, the like, hacker, the, and, like, the trailer is like you know, ex CIA, transportation. Yeah, you
2: know, like, uh, yeah. But yeah. here's here's the
1: shocking part because pr- you're probably thinking of a bunch of just like people that you maybe th- see in the background of other action movies starring in this. But here's the fucking cast list, which is what blows my mind. Main character, runner of the group, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Zoe Saldana, Chris Evans, Idris Elba. That's insane. That is, that is four pretty huge heavy hitters. Yeah, that's, At this that's, time, that's, that's Captain what's America. weird, though, is
0: you, you left off your list of heavy hitters. The main bad guy, Jason Patrick, who oh, you right. may recall as the man who replaced Keanu Reeves in the sequel to Speed. Yeah. Speed, yeah. Oh, wait. Speed yep. 2, Cruise yep. Control. Also some I'm joking. Boys. I have no idea who the fuck this guy is, but I had to look him up because when they revealed him in the movie, I was like, he must be a famous actor that I just do not recognize.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you no, were right. he was not. <laughs> uh, no, no one to, should recognize no. him. And to be clear, this movie does waste all the people I just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Beatrice yeah. Elba might as well have just been played by, like, a, a sponge. <laughs> with a with ice like, car. Is, or just, like, cut in the clips that all of his dialogue, the movies that they stole it from. He is just an amalgamation of three other characters from other existing movies.
1: What's really fantastic all is— All is one
0: person, though, and they're all very different characters.
1: We are looking up the timelines of the, the people in this movie. So this year, 2010, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World also came out which means that Chris Evans was splitting his time between this movie and playing boyfriend number two in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Where he mm-hmm. plays
0: a douchebag but looks less like one than he yeah. was. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. More importantly, uh, Idris Elba, I first became mostly aware of him through his, his role as Michael Scott's replacement on The Office. Uh, that was in 2009, which means he was Idris Elba was splitting his time this he was movie. using
0: heat from office to get this made.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, and this That's was correct. I mean, you know, like you're talking about.
2: So, I mean, we all. I mean, we recognize the the main cast now. But I mean, Idris Elba was. he yeah, was doing like... Luther. He, to, 2010 is when uh, Luther started. Uh, he did seven episodes of The Office. He was front. He was doing. The wire, the
1: fucking the, wire. Like,
2: or I mean, like you know, he had been finished, but like everybody knew who he was. So like, you know, talking about, and, and I mean, on you know, Ben, Ben and I observed like the cast is well, maybe not the speed two guy, but the main cast is great, but they are just sort of sort of wheeled from scene to scene to it, it feels
0: like they wanted there. to put... Yeah, like they were like, we got all these great names. Let's put them in one property. What property will work? And they're like, well, we got this Losers. It's a real ensemble cast. And they're like, done. And nobody thought to be like, is it worth putting famous people in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, or people who can't act? No, well, we could have just cast a bunch of people who barely speak English.
2: So so background, So, so Tim's story... Was the original director of this, and they they announced um, they announced this in 2007. Tim
0: Story.
2: Oh, you mean uh, uh Tim Story from uh, Barbershop Shop uh, Fame? I'm sure that's well, the movie you're referring did,
0: to. No, he also he, did one of the movies we've done on. He no, he
2: did he did two of the Fantastic Four movies. That's it. Uh, I
0: was going to say I knew he had been one of the movies because Ben could not believe his name.
2: So he he had been picked, and actually, um, from some of the pictures I saw, he had done like he had directed. Some of the so this movie had fourteen producers. There were that feels four. Excessive. There were four executive producers, but there were fourteen total producers. And the the company this was like announced in two thousand seven, and they started casting in two thousand eight. I went way deep. This is like deep cut for me because I was like, how
0: the fuck did this happen? This uh, got way too much information.
2: Like, so this changed hands like five times in between 2007 and 2009 and they filmed this and oh wow ben has got (laughs) something on the screen that is going to override my story i found something sorry go ahead i was just so this movie is confusing and now knowing that it changed hands so many times i think explains why there's every three minutes there's like a new location they're, like, in Bolivia, and then they're... Houston? In Houston. L.A.? And India? Puerto Rico. Mumbai? They, they go to the GoldenEye...
1: Uh, We're satellite. missing some, <laughs> too! Yeah, they go to the GoldenEye satellite, yep.
0: yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it has a real name, guys, but let's face it, we all just know it as the GoldenEye the, satellite.
1: It's, it's, the, it's, the
2: radio tel- it's the radio telescope. So,
0: so
1: it does feel like they, they basically had five scriptwriters write this movie, and yeah. then the aides for the studio... Uh, we're all running in different down down the the hallway with those scripts, and they ran into each other. Yeah, and they just had to start grabbing the scripts and throwing them together well, into like, one script. James Vanderbilt
2: did like some of the final edits on this, and he did like Zodiac oh, and shit. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Peter Peter Berg was the other uh, script editor on this, and like he's done a bunch of episodes of The Leftovers.
0: I mean, he, he wrote Home the, Survivor. He did Collateral. Yeah, I mean, yep, they the have ship, so they maybe have
2: movies <laughs> that kind of stand out in some way. Uh, but uh, so let's, so yeah, I mean,
0: here's a here's a crazy thing. James Vanderbilt, the other writer, did both of the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so and there's... like and like uh, Seth just said, Zodiac. And the not-so-great White House down, but...
1: Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> can't all be winners. So there's a lot of, of, of behind-the-scenes fuck-up that happened here. Yeah, so We talked adaptation. We talked... Someone may have produced a script and a, and a run of this movie that may have made sense. In, I in just like, feel
0: like they asked for countries that would give them tax breaks <laughs> to film there. Yeah. And they were like, done and done. And then they... Like, there's they, no reason for them to be in this many locations. And then they did nothing they, to they help didn't the movie.
1: use that money on special effects after, after they got it. Oh, but they did God, use the it to dream. go to Houston. So I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to detract too much from the movie that we're about to talk about. Um but in looking at Aegis Elba's IMDB history, I made a discovery. Which is extensive. His second role his second acting role of all time was Lose for part two. was for a BBC show in nineteen ninety four called Space Precinct, which has the synopsis of the Extraterrestrial Adventures of former NYPD detective Patrick Brogan, who is now a lieutenant on the planet Altor.
0: <laughs> Wait, I thought that was the plot to Luther.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is an insane show in Sorry. which uh, there is, a, a, I mean, it looks bizarre. It's like all really shitty BBC casting. His his role on that is pizza delivery man. And I found just a gift. Of a really young Edith Elba in a spacesuit <laughs> giving someone a box that says "space pizza,", pizza. <laughs> and it's in like '60s like flower power lettering. It doesn't. So work.
0: I will well, share that. that. Is, that's classic BBC. Is I their sh- production value is always from like 20 years in the past? Whenever something is made, it looks like it was filmed 20 to 30 years before. I mean, this is some
1: kind of magic that I discovered. This so is the type
0: of thing he. I kind of want to just cancel to the podcast and go watch that.
1: I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna share because the. F- <laughs> <laughs> the images from this. Oh shit! I I I, I need this to be something everyone <laughs> sees. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a terrible podcast, okay, but yeah, that's, that's it's, it's just cool. incredible. I, I will share the images of what we're talking about on the Facebook page. So if you're listening to this Space now, racing. check it out.
2: Now I mean, getting into let's get it, let's this
1: start. movie. This movie has opened. a fast speed cold open. They need to do that kind of thing that we learn in movies, and this is again a dirty dozen trick where we need to run down. The cast of characters. There's a couple ways you can do that. You could have like a lieutenant right. asking uh, a subordinate to explain who we have here. Like the way they do in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. When they're, they're arrested and they're sort of shown in sequence. And they're kind of giving them their quote-unquote like characteristics. Yeah, they're going through like the lineup type There's thing, some yeah. fun ways to do that. Um, this movie decided that those weren't good ideas. Yeah, why, why bother? This movie says, what if they were playing in completely made-up poker game? That involved a lot of knives and guns. Well,
0: that's not a made-up game. That's a real game. But I don't picture people who are CIA killers sitting down <laughs> to play it. It's a game you play when you're a kid, or with kids. <laughs> like, it's not a very—like, it's where you take a card, and you don't look at it, and you put it on your forehead, and then you try to guess who has the highest card. You've probably never heard of the game, because you probably only played it when you were, like, six. But for some reason, these hitmen are playing it. They're
1: playing it pre-murder raid of a compound yeah, in Bolivia. they're
0: basically in the middle of, yeah, like, a jungle. And they're like, well, I guess we can play a stupid game on this secret op where we're just parked on the side of a dirt road.
1: But worse off is the movie decides not to work in dialogue that gives us an idea. Or, like, the sniper's carrying a sniper rifle. Or just the sort of context clues. They go with that really shitty trope. Uh, one of many tropes that we use in this movie that will drive that. me fucking nuts. Where they just cut to a person and then they freeze frame, and then they do sort of like a sketch of their face. Like a yeah, a shitty, a
0: shitty comic book version, uh, which they yeah. use a lot of in this movie. A, a comic
1: yeah. overlay, which I think just fucking... We've done a lot of comic book movies, obviously. This was popular in the late 90s, early 2000s. And and this I, is 2010. There's no excuse at this point. to yeah. still be doing it. No one likes it.
0: We yeah, know I mean, f- usually you don't do it in the middle of the movie. Maybe you do it during a title sequence. Or you credits. You do it as part of the movie. And what's crazy is... When you hear this, you're like, oh, if you didn't watch the movie, you're probably like, well, it, you know, they probably didn't feel like they had enough time because, you know, the movie maybe was long. So they had to cut out some of that. The movie's an hour and 37 minutes long and the credits are five minutes and the yeah. opening is about two. So really the movie is just in the amount to be considered a feature length film. It so is, they could have added 10 minutes of exposition and no one would have noticed.
2: That's true. I mean, it is, it is the exact length it needed to
1: be. <laughs> yeah, to be called a feature-length film. Yeah. like, how long does it need to be? Over 130? We can do that. And they padded it with a lot of scenes where we just cut to the villain doing stuff that isn't directly related to the oh, heroes uh, and this in shit. any way. And then we go back to the heroes. And it's not like, like one of them is there watching the villain do stuff. I mean, we just like leave the protagonist behind and go hang out with the villain for 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, it just like the the... I was telling Ben that the, the editing behind this I mean there's there's like 15 different camera styles and like coloring of the film and everything like just the way yeah. this is shot but I was like uh, this feels like fucking like MTV Sports. It's like there's shaky cam and there's like a steady cam on somebody and then there's like a GoPro shot from somebody's chest and then
0: there's like, a yeah, there's a chest, then there's like sports slow... a thing.
1: you never watched MTV Sports? No. <laughs> no. With Dan Cortez? <laughs> We'll go, you.
0: Oh, okay, look, all right.
1: look it up. Look, Seth is 50, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Seth is the same age, I think. I'm We're just, there, kidding. Right?
0: I'm just so kidding. Let's calm down the comments about Seth's age.
1: But this this intro accomplishes three tropes that I fucking hate. One I already cl- clarified, which is the comic book graphic
0: freeze frames. We know it's a comic book. We don't need that. Yeah. But what's great about the comic book freeze frames is it does nothing to explain. They're just like, Jensen, communications. That doesn't tell me dick all about him as a yeah. person. Like, how did is that he, helpful? Did I he get a, his bachelor's in communications? Yeah, like, I mean, While, <laughs> While working in the night shift. I could have gotten he was the communications guy. He's the only dude with the radio. The sniper yeah. did not need to know he was a sniper. He literally is carrying a sniper
1: rifle. <laughs> One guy is the leader, and he's telling them what to do. I mean, he, we don't need this. They I even mean? call he... him Colonel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kind of figured out who's who. Yeah,
0: I pieced that one together on my own. Yeah. Then
1: the movie does the thing that I fucking hate. But like all movies, this is something I just can't get over. What is this? We have seen 36 comic book movies at this point. And I can say with confidence that 90% of them do a thing where they introduce like 12 stylistic choices in the first 10 minutes and then abandon all of them. Yeah. So this is the comic book overlay thing never again. That never comes up again. Two, this is insane, it does that whoosh thing when it transitions. Yeah, everything, scenes. every, mo- like, the, the card game, they,
2: like, put a card down or whoosh. pick something up. And it's, like, it just, there's, like, a sound effect for every motion and yeah. cut. And the camera moves and it makes a whoosh sound and then it, it goes right, over here. brother
0: was a folly artist. And it, like, zooms
2: in on someone or pulls back and, like... But it's, then
1: they stop doing that. Yeah. And the rest just, of the movie is shot, well, normally.
2: But, no, but remember, Tim's story... There's pictures of him like directing that yeah. opening scene, so I really feel like that you know that's his stamp on the movie. Yeah, and, and then they just do something else. The
0: opening scene is entirely different from the rest of the movie. It is, yeah. yeah. But you, did you notice anything else about the opening scene? Uh, it's some kids die in it. No, I was going to say <laughs> you may remember having seen it in the fucking movie *Clear and Present Danger*, where a group of CIA operatives are sent into. South America, to blow up a drug lord, where they then realize there's kids at the house, they can't You're abort right. the bomb, and it blows up and kills all the kids. Then the CIA disavows knowledge of them, and they're all murdered. <laughs> it's the same fucking plot, except oh for my God. here. It is. It absolutely is. The only is. thing that's good and uh, clear and present danger is, they go to rescue those people. Don't, they don't just somehow end up in the middle of Bolivia working at a doll factory.
2: Yeah, <laughs> or doing cockfights, or...
0: Yeah, I, I, did, riding did around big, on scooters? Like, they, like, two of them had to have a shitty job, and the other two were just going to cockfights? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> did they draw straws to see which one of them got to live up the the Sorry, man, you got the, doll factory. you got the doll
2: factory one. Like, there's... And another thing is, you know, like, they're... So, okay, so... Uh, they, they do this raid. They realize they're getting set up, you know, for this. Kids die. They get dis... And the whole, like, the tone of the movie... 10 minutes in, has shifted 19 times. That's like, wistful card game, ha ha ha. And then, oh my god, there's kids. And then there's this like... And then they're like, we're heroic. Like, heroic, like, fast-cut action, like, Black Hawk Down-style editing. And then they go to like, oh, they're dead, and it's like, blue filter widow of the
1: soldier collecting the dog tags where's like, my ring and then we cut away never no. to see that character again it's Just like,
0: yeah, well, then we see her again at the very end of the movie oh, in god. what should have been an after credits scene but they were like no one is going to stay yeah so this we movie... have to put anything we filmed before the credits because as soon as lights are up these fuckers are gone this movie tops off the cold
1: open with my third trope that i beg you to not stop doing in movies is when you start action i swear to god directors if you put that fucking black betty song yes, one I more movie, that. i'm gonna <laughs> freak out just some ram jams
2: uh black betty in there oh black uh, betty, ram betty, betty. This, I, this, i'm gonna
0: fucking the lose trouble. it that like, was i a, didn't remember any of this movie as soon as i heard that song i was like oh no oh they, no
1: but
2: even even that i thought like oh like this is like that's like a really common song for like a montage or some sure. sort of like Sort of like lighthearted scene that kicks in. They immediately drop the volume on it down to like ten percent, like within it was like th- three or four seconds, yeah. and then it just goes away. And the only thing that set up was like somebody walking up to somebody. Like, yeah, the, it,
0: it felt it like they like couldn't like, afford the song. But they stand out like so they legally like five hundred yeah, twenty seconds. seconds of it. Yeah, and, uh, and we're should. gonna
1: work pogue is gonna work the song Black Betty into this episode oh, at different, different intervals. Yeah. <laughs> there we
0: go. Seth is gonna work it in right now. Go, Seth. Yeah. Uh oh, so they play it later in the movie too, which I thought was an interesting choice to
1: because they one like, thing, it's
0: too good of a music cue not to use again.
1: So the other thing that this movie establishes right away is that There's going to be some stuff exploding in this movie. Yeah. And no one figured out how to make that look okay. Not not even (laughs) close. This is 2010. This shit was worse than what we saw in Barbed Wire. I'm not kidding. This is some bad FX this is of course we will this talk isn't about special effects this is just effects yeah <laughs> this is for
0: the special
1: oh boy <laughs> it is. Yeah. we don't have a budget for the special part i'm sorry yeah just, no i'm sorry guys we do have sfx sir but it stands for subpar <laughs> some <laughs> effects you don't some understand effect. you
0: put black betty in we could not afford yeah, you made a choice effect. okay you made a creative choice to spend Hold on. half the budget. Cut price. it at two Wamba BAMs. Do
1: <laughs> not go third. We, we only
2: bought two Wamba BAMs.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's I just picked their call they charged the my they're called. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> We're paying five K per BAM! You you cut that shit. Just tone it real down low, like it's in the background, like it was somebody's cell phone ringing.
1: And that's what I got. If we hear a second Black Betty, we're bankrupt. We are bl- <laughs> bankrupt. Um, so, so to sum it up, the uh, like po- uh, uh, or Seth already covered it. Well, actually, you already covered it by it's the fucking plot of 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 Clear and Present Danger, so we don't need to recap it. Yeah. But they fail to save these kids. The kids are blown up by a mysterious figure called Max that we are giving no idea if they work for the government, if they're just a guy, if they're a drug dealer, because. Once again, another problem we have with comic book movies are very, very badly fleshed out villains. Because I mean, let's just well, this try... guy was
2: a character. I mean, he this, this guy yeah, turned this into a, a
1: caricature, fish. right? He's
2: just uh, like the gloved hand. And, yeah, I mean, so, like so. I guess in the comic, that guy was twins, and so that he like wears a white glove, and the other one wears a black glove. And the the one character in this movie switches gloves a couple times. That would have been I'm more like, fun. I'm like. What? Like <laughs> that that was the solution? Like uh, yeah. Wait, you're saying there was
0: the bad guys were twins or no, the no. guy in charge of the losers was this guy's twin?
2: No, 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 no. In the comic Okay. Max or well, there are twins in the comic who are the bad guy, gotcha. the bad guys. Okay. And in this movie there's one actor playing one bad guy character, but their like nod to the comic was that the color of his glove changed to I represent... Just- yeah, it, it,
0: I just thought he had a glove for every outfit.
2: Yeah, I mean, none of this matters, pokes. You know, it's just he nothing is, in He's like the is. worst
0: part of a not very good movie.
2: Oh God, he's the worst. He really is. Like the
1: they, they sure do cut back to him a lot. Uh, so just but, to check in, see I, what he's up to. I know they're moving chronologically, but I need to step back for a minute and ask the question: What was? could anyone succinctly give me what Max's plan was? We know he was somehow their handler, but...
0: Here is what I think the plot was.
1: Okay, give it to me.
0: The losers are are like a special forces group that are deployed by the government or the CIA to facilitate strikes in foreign countries. Max uses them to kill someone that he was using to help set up the money exchange to buy a completely ridiculous... Weapon of mass destruction they made up for this movie. Oh, well, we'll get to
1: that. Yeah, we'll get to that.
0: And instead of just waiting to have it be when the kids aren't there so that these guys would just do their job and move on and no one would care because this guy was a drug dealer, he instead blows up a bu- wants to blow up a bunch of kids and then blow up the team who did it. I That part I'm still not sure what the benefit of killing them. Just to, was. like,
2: discredit them? Yeah, but once for, he accomplished it...
0: Because he didn't realize they were still alive. Yeah. Right. So it makes but, no... Like, there's no... Like it seems like he had always planned on killing them to what end though i don't know because the man they kill is a a drug cartel he runs a drug cartel in bolivia in which he's using kids as mules so he's not a likable person so i don't get like they if they thought people were like he was like they'll be outraged so i'll say this group did it on their own it it just made no sense why they were framed for it
2: and that's how the movie starts
0: (laughs) yes the movie starts in this like it starts like zany. Here's these guys. All oh, they're fun-loving mercenaries. Uh, they all they all get along great. There's kids. Oh no! They also have a heart of gold. You know what? They're not just mercenaries. They save these kids. Whoops! All of these kids Oops. are dead. Like twenty five uh. kids have just been murdered. After we were really grooving to Black Betty, <laughs> and you're just like, wow, this movie's really going bleak. And the next thing you know. It's them working in a doll factory, and you're like, "What the fuck, man? (laughs) This movie needs to pick a tone and use it throughout." But no, it's like every two minutes, there's a little bit different tone. Where it's zany, now it's sad, now it's uh, you know, hardcore. It's just weird.
1: I'm really sad that as the helicopter full of innocent uh, children exploded, they didn't just start turning Black Betty up again. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) somebody just just leans over and (laughs) burning teddy bears turns the knob (laughs) up.
0: So, yeah, thank God the teddy bear survived. There wasn't a corpse in that wreckage, but somehow that <laughs> teddy bear made it.
1: So here's the strange thing. So we, we've obviously cleared like this weird plot opener for this film. Again, this is very similar to like Lex Luthor in the 1979 Superman movie where you're like, what the fuck is your goddamn plot? You're trying to steal a, a, a nuke to like shave off California so you can get beastfront property? That's absurd. Yeah. In this case, he's like, I want a nuke. But there's not even a second part. no no here is
0: his new maybe he just hates islands no this is the
1: dislikes islands
0: this is the part that is insane this movie came out 2010 his plan is that if there is an act of terrorism in the united states it will somehow make the world safer this motherfucker, who wrote this thing? Because shit, that happened, and it did not make the world safer. <laughs> no. Like, you read a newspaper, you piece of shit? Like, it it got worse from there. It did not get better. Here's the part we're skipping, it's too. It's just
1: insane. You could have just easily wrote the word nuke down and have that 30. be the thing that he gets. Yeah. It's not what it is. No. They call mm. it a snook. A snook. Which, yep. by the way, is a South Park joke about about a, a a bomb that they're they're trying to put into Hillary Clinton's vagina. That is a joke from an episode of South Park. Don't use that in your movie.
0: <laughs> I Are you that. sure though that that joke wasn't stolen as an homage to The Losers?
1: Could be. The Snook is as and as it's defined in the movie is an eco-friendly bomb. Yes. It's you guys. The, it is the a the seismic snook, bomb. The Snook
2: episode came out in 2007.
0: Oh, they, stole mean-
2: <laughs> they stole it. They
0: stole it. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Everything in this movie is stolen. It might as well be a Nicolas Cage movie. So the movie cuts to a scene of the villain demolishing an island
1: with this like matter materializing that he calls a no, sonic anti. They, they refer to it
0: as a seismic warhead. Seismic, but it creates what is essentially a singularity in the middle of an island that makes the island just suck up into itself, which is not how an earthquake works. Because I assume that's what it's supposed to be doing—is making it. I, I, jo-
2: I was joking that I was like they turned the island into a screensaver. <laughs> yeah. Because it looked like it looked like a Windows ninety five screensaver that would like warp the image that you had loaded. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, and in, my, in the back of my head, I'm like they would have had to solve so many problems with like physics to enable their screensaver bomb to do that. He could have just. Sold the patents on that technology and been a billionaire. My God! Like Like, that's my very like practical. I realize I'm watching an action movie based on a comic book, but I'm like, he's pretty dumb for a villain. Here's
0: (laughs) here's the thing: I don't need it to be like a great plot. Like I don't need it to be like. I mean, like the plot to Die Hard. Those guys are just crooks. Great plot, but in the end, they're really just thieves. They, you know, it's a great movie though. This movie. The plot makes zero sense because his plan has already been proven in the real world not to work just years before, and it makes no sense because he's just like, this act will make the world safer. But he has no – it's like that episode of South Park again where the guys steal the underwear, the gnomes. Yeah, It's just like there's step one, S- step fed one. off the bomb. Step two, step three, the world is safe. There's yeah. just no, like, I need that step too, bro. That's the one we actually need.
1: I, I got up out of my seat when that bomb went off, though, and I was like, what? Well, because that
2: went from, like, we're in, like, a silly action movie. It's an my, om- I mean, it, it's, yeah. a, it's it's derivative of, like, a thousand other movies before it to, like, wacky, weird James Bond villain, yes. like, with a super weapon that doesn't actually exist and I'm like, wait, I thought the plot was them like trying to reclaim their identity and they just chucked in this like discarded James Bond supervillain. He has a glove with a scarred hand.
0: This is what drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> There's no point to it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't yeah, it's, the whole has, movie like, has
0: no point do. from start like from if they the scene to the end.
1: If they just shot a regular nuke going off and they said, Hey, we we built like a pretty good nuke and they're just like, Cool, that was it. I'm done. You don't need to make a, a spinny sci-fi laser g- bomb. And the
0: thing that's insane, too, is Why? <laughs> when they show it is – I don't remember what the scene is before, but it's, like, some people talking. Then the scene just cuts, and it's just a, a static picture of an island. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is weird. Because whenever they change locations, there's a little white box that tells you where it's at, like, imposed over the water or over yeah. the city, whatever. So it's just an island. I was like, "Oh, are they like watching a movie? Like what is happening?" And I then thought, all of a sudden the, the island turns into like a tornado. Yeah. And I was it, like, like, "Okay." It rolls
2: up and disappears. I'm like, "Is this an episode of Lost? Like yeah, did like, Amazon like s- switch to a different thing
0: like because it felt much? bad for you?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, "Here, we gave you the first season of Lost for free." Yeah, yeah like, oh, here's honey. here's season 2 episode 4 of oh, Lost. Oh honey, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize you were... I, I should have stopped you. You're already 20 minutes into the league. Okay, so
1: we, we talked core plot, but before we go too far as this, this recording, I want to talk about some of these characters. Because this movie, if anything, is supposed to be built around an ensemble cast of characters doing like an Ocean's Eleven thing, right? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so walking it down, we got Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing Clay, which is the main sort of uh, 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 A-team boss character. Which did anybody else
0: crew. feel like he was just too old to be leading a field team? Yeah, he looks pretty old. Like, when they showed him, I was like, mm, that guy should have been retired. That oh, he's a comedian! Before. Yeah, he's the
2: comedian.
1: I forgot, too, he's the comedian in Watchmen, which came out in 2009, so he's already done that. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that movie, that movie was a hundred times better, and I didn't even like it! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh,
0: I think I kind of like that movie. Anyways, then you got Zoe Saldana, who is mysterious woman...
1: So, Zoe Saldana arrives doing a bad Spanish accent. Uh, like a,
0: a real bad fedora.
1: <laughs> yep. And she she delivers the most confusing plot I've ever seen in the beginning. Because yeah. she arrives, she's, cl- she's clearly packing a gun. She flirts with Clay, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character. Gets him up into his room. It's obvious that she's there to accomplish a secondary task. We're not just going to watch these two banging out yeah. to
0: start the movie. Uh, later.
1: <laughs> that will happen later in houston in <laughs> everyone's favorite romantic getaway. Yeah, yeah no Who one fucks in bolivia fuck? in a train but in houston, houston. <laughs> in an old train that's yard magic Ooh, boy. oh boy yeah. a you container get, car you chicks just get wet <laughs> yeah that's how my license plate isn't it? that's what it says on the tourism that's what it says in the welcome to houston yeah, yeah. <laughs> chicks, welcome to houston chicks just get wet um so, uh, oh, wait, what's that? Sorry, I got a text. My wife divorced me. Shit! <laughs> um, so so Zoe's Zoe, character shows up in Bolivia at a bar and says, Hey, what's up? Kind of flirt, flirt, flirt. They go up to his room, flirt, flirt, flirt. She comes out, and, and, and he's uh, suspicious that she's up to something, and she says, I'm here to for some business. And then they have a sex fight. Yeah. Which I call a sex fight is, uh, we've seen it in a couple movies, which is where a male and female character have a fight, but they also are clearly want to fuck. Their genders the are just pressed
2: yeah. together for
1: most yeah. of it. So like he catches her leg also fighting. He catches her leg in a high kick and then that leg stays up there for the rest of the fight.
2: <laughs> and like pile drives her onto the ground. Yeah. And
0: it's
1: like yeah. And then the room catches
2: on
0: fire. The room ignites in flames. And we also have what I would say is compared to our normal comic book movie, about two hundred and seventy five percent more women just being punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That, he hits her in the face so many times. I was just like, holy shit, you don't see this in a movie that often.
2: None of them get hurt. I mean, none of these no, people but I mean, except
1: one just, like, time. It's just surprising. Yeah, one time someone gets shot in both legs, and then they put two bandages around them, and, and then he runs run. off yeah. and shoots everybody. But more importantly, this movie also gives us as many ass shots of Zoe Saldaña as possible. Uh, there's a lot, like there's like
2: a like a CGI like a, or like a special effect like mirror, like a piece of oh, mirror breaks and it follows so... her butt and like yeah, it's like all right, well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, during
0: that, I was like, "Oh, honey, you're gonna be famous. Don't do that. Yeah. You don't need to be in this shot." You're going to be in it a lot of stuff sad. that is a little bit more respectful of you as a person.
2: But here's my
0: confusion. <laughs> it's not just your ass and taint as you jump out through it. <laughs> the doorway to shoot at you. Look, they spent money on ass shots
2: and and, and everyone's favorite song, <laughs> Black Betty. <laughs> so Betty's
0: much okay. so that the song during that fight scene, I don't know if you guys heard it, it was the song was You Are Fevered. And they just kept saying that over and over again mm-hmm. while some oh guy played a guitar.
1: Well, the best part about that mirror sequence <laughs> song I've ever heard is you can't film that, which means you had to get the visual effects team in. It's like, look, you know how Sadina like dives away in that scene? I could just film that, but what I want to do is I want to chase a piece of glass and see her butt in through a f- reflection. Yeah. Can you do yeah, like, that? Would
0: you like to team B? They're like, all right, what, what's our shot today? And they're like, you're going to shoot Zoe Saldana jumping into this room and try to get as much of her ass in the shot as possible so we can CGI it onto a piece of glass.
1: I just saw one nerd guy with a clipboard up and was like, sir, we have a, you have slated for the end. Someone ramps a motorcycle into Idris elbow while he's on a jet and they all explode. Um, we should probably
0: focus our time on that. He goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll throw it in at the end. I'm sure it will look great. Yeah. <laughs> The best shot will be afterwards when the plane is just sitting there on fire and we'll have nailed not being able to make an inanimate object look real.
2: I always <laughs> like it when we all notice
1: the same
0: thing. <laughs> yeah. It was so jarring when they zoomed out. It's I was like, "That plane is aggressively not real.
1: <laughs> I know that we made big jokes in Daredevil about the graphics, but this is
0: worse at times. I think this was the same guy. This is, <laughs> this is like the sizzle reel. He showed the daredevil, and they were like, "You're hired," or vice versa. I don't know which movie came out first. So, so here's the thing to finish my, my point is Zoe has now sex fought
1: Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Past tense of sex fight. Yeah, past tense of sex fight. He has sex fought Zoe Saldana in this burning Bolivian apartment, which sounds like a like a sex move, but isn't. And also, staying real low, real you know, yeah. off the grid. Yeah. Don't don't start a yeah. fire. That's the rule one of staying <laughs> off the grid. So they have a sex fight. Uh, I just can't stop saying it. And Zoe, they finally need to decide to stop fighting. And Zoe says, I have a job for you. I have information that you want. And I wanted Jeopardy and Morgan to be like, then why did you try to kill me?
0: Yeah. Like, what? why didn't you start the sentence with, Hey, we're in a bar. I want you to kill this guy, Max. I know about him. Why did you start by, let me pretend to be a hooker, go into a bathroom, stretch to prepare for a fight. Come out and get in the fight and then reveal the information. And pull a fun gun fun. on you.
1: Like yeah. that's her first move. We have business, and she grabs a gun, and I'm like, Oh, she's like an assassin. Yeah. No. She has she has details that she's she gonna give to your dead help.
0: body. What <laughs> she's literally what, what if, asking for their help, and she starts off with, I guess I'll try to shoot him.
2: Yeah, what and what if he had just like shot her? Like, what if he had, like, knew and had a gun and she walked out? And yeah, so like, she walked out of the bathroom, you the just face. shot her in the head? <laughs> well, I guess the credits would have rolled. That would have been good yeah. for us. Yeah, <laughs> or she
1: shot him and was like, huh. Uh, oh, oops. I oh, didn't yeah. think this out. He was <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> Feel slow reflexes. So the movie uses that sequence where she knows about Max, the handler that caused them to murder a bunch of kids, and uses that as a foil to set us up for a bunch of cool heists. And by cool heists... I mean really short, abrupt sequences of boring action.
0: Oh, my God. The scene where they steal the armored car, i, they, I that, was a, that was insane. The were helicopter they takes Miami so long down? to accomplish its goal. Yeah,
1: but also the action is done in like a few minutes, then we watch a helicopter for five, and then we end the sequence. It's like you have a heist-style scene. Like this is like that scene in Heist. Or, or is, it, is it Heist? No, not Heist. Uh, it's
0: called Heist. Yeah.
1: Never mind. it to be
0: called Tower Heist. But you have
1: you have that scene where it's like the cops are pursuing the hero or the the the, the villains through the city streets, and there's like chase. there's so much potential here for this cool ambush. All they do is they like shoot a rocket, they like helicopter a truck, and then they leave. Like yeah. the Fast and the Furious movies do a better job of cool heist than that.
0: Yeah, no, way I mean, better, dude. I mean that Christmas movie with uh. Ben Affleck where he robs a casino has a better job of a Games. This is Games. Reindeer Games. Yes, that's what it's called. I couldn't think of what it was
1: called. Uh, but also, as Seth pointed out, this is one of the scenes where the losers blow up part of Miami.
2: Yeah. It's like like they're in broad daylight on like a busy city street, there's like people on the sidewalks and there's like grenades going off. There's the there's like you know, machine gun fire at a helicopter in the sky. Like the, like the for for a group of people who are trying to stay like off the grid. I mean, they just did like an act of terrorism.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Like when did the Boston part... bombing
0: happen? Like,
2: I'm, like they would have been hunted like dogs after this. Well, the crazy part
0: <laughs> too then is the uh, Clay and Idris Elba's character broke. Pull up in a car and get out. And Clay pulls out a a grenade launcher and starts shooting smoke at them. There's cars all around them. Everyone is seeing you contribute (laughs) to what is essentially to their mind somebody about to be murdered. (laughs) It's like – and nobody does anything. The police aren't like – I think it's those guys right there holding an assault rifle and a grenade launcher. I think they might be in on it. And then the helicopter comes, and it's just the slowest scene of them lowering this magnet onto the top of this car. And then we find out, you think it's going to be Max, but it turns out it's a hard drive. And now they're going to have to break into, I don't know, what was their version of Google, I assume? Goliath.
1: Goliath. Uh, Goliath, And this is where, this is, there's a couple things that are confusing here. Goliath is the company that Max appears to work for?
0: Yeah. No, Max works... Wait, no, Max is, works for the CIA.
1: But Max has Goliath guards with him doing his bidding. Those are the guys at the end that try to execute them. No,
0: those are, those uh, are a, a private security team called something else.
1: Oh, Th- why? Why? Anyway, you, okay, so, I, look,
0: you're asking questions that I don't no know what, what you want me to do, man. I think he just bought a really expensive hard drive. Yeah. Like, it's I'm, like they went to Western Digital and he was like, I work for the CIA. Give me a sweet-ass hard drive. They can only break into it if they bring it here. And, no. then,
2: and then my, you know, obviously I'm, I'm always hyper-aware of, like, any use of technology in these movies. And I, uh, I had
0: a feeling he might not have been keen on this.
2: What's-his-name is like, the algorithm is probably on the mainframe. And I'm like you're probably using a computer to write this script, and, like,
1: you know those words aren't real. (laughs) More importantly,
0: they don't go together at all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, they are English words. When Chris Chris Evans' character gets into the Goliath headquarters, he asks for the head of HR.
0: Yeah. That was the part where I was like, he was like, I need the HR guy, and I was like, all right. And he goes in, he's like, I can get to the mainframe. What fucking HR guy has... That's the HR guy. You're going to open up...
1: You're gonna open up a spreadsheet of like people's benefit information. Yeah. You're like, hmm. Yeah, Uh-oh, this this person doesn't have enough penises. PTO days. All right, sir, sir, I'm into the
0: mainframe. What do you need? I have a list of of holiday uh, holiday days off Pain on the calendar. I got paid holidays.
1: <laughs>
0: also, there's a guy named James. He uh, sexually harassed a woman named Sarah.
1: Yep. It's under investigation. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. He sounds like a real dick. What do you need?
2: <laughs> yes, and 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 then uh, so, but that was the brief glimmer of the movie back to not taking itself so seriously. It was a very Ocean's Eleven, like, yeah. everything, everything works out for the person we're watching until well, Chris, it switches over.
0: I feel like Chris Evans was in a different movie. Like, he didn't realize the scenes that he's not in were being filmed. I, like, I think have, he was cause... in an ensemble movie, and he didn't realize that other stuff was happening, because he always seems to be lighthearted in every scene, but, like, yeah. seats before and after them are so grim. You're like, why is he this upbeat? But then he, but then, like,
2: it, I mean, like, his, uh the way that that sequence of events starts is funny. I I thought it was genuinely funny because he's, like, the annoying bike messenger. He's loudly singing Journey. He, you know, he's, like, taking his pants off in the elevator. And, like, he then he gets up there and he's, like, you know, okay, the HR thing makes no sense, but then he's, like, trying to. the information he needs and then like the guard stops him and then there's just that weird like he pretends to be psychic or or have telekinetic powers and like shoots the guards with his fingers or whatever like i thought like that was very like that felt like just a like a completely different
0: movie. It also felt
1: like something I hadn't seen before. It was different. It was like Right everything else in this movie is cliche after cliche.
0: Also it felt like he was like they mentioned that like he's the communications and he's supposed to be like they build up during the movie that like he's their face. Like the guy who's supposed to be able to smooth talk people. Yeah. But he keeps talking about how he's not good at it anymore and he's like fucking it up. And so you're like, oh, I get to see what he does. He you know, he's like the the jokey guy. The rest of them are just like Idris Elba's specialty might as well have just said knives. Because so I don't know like what the fuck he was scowling. supposed to be.
1: Scowling. The Wikipedia says that he was the explosives expert but that never came into play. That never comes nope. up. Even though this movie is
0: about a bomb! <laughs> Pooch was apparently the driver, right? He was transportation? Pooch was the driver. Cougar was the Pooch, sniper. Pooch was the
2: guy with the van. Yeah. That was how he got it. He
0: in. owned a van. <laughs>
2: yeah. And not even like a good one. Like, you know, I, 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 I did. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I did comment to Ben that, you know, the timing of this movie, Up Against the A Team, and the um, uh, this very similar story, I kind of joked to Ben, like, maybe that was actually a very clever sort of nod to the A Team. Because, like, the van in the A Team, they're driving around in a sweet ass van doing cool shit in LA. And this the B-team, is in, like, a fucking, a, like, a rusted
1: little, out... A roach a, a roach, like, roach van. Yeah, that,
2: like, barely drives and is, like, the bottom's rusting out. And I wondered if that was just kind of, like, a little... Su- like, I'm probably
0: sm- smarter
2: than... <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> turned
0: out like, to probably be, like, one of the cleverest moments was really... They were just like, we can't afford a better van.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, this is... You don't understand. Found-
0: <laughs> we paid for Journey and Black Betty. We get out. Yeah, yeah.
2: And then they actually played the journey song which had to have been fucking expensive. Yeah, they play, yeah. It. They play it like two or three times because they, they played play play it like a couple they of bought times. It and they were
0: like, you were using this as many times as you can fit it into a film because this cost money
2: every time some some real comedy is gonna happen. Yeah, you, you cue that up. Also ooh,
0: I, I did notice that I Columbus Short is the man who plays Pooch. And I think yeah. he got this role because the director of this film directed Stomp the Yard, of which Columbus Short is the star of so yeah. I think it was just like a real inside hire, because <laughs> I can't just, imagine he wanted to audition for this film.
1: <laughs> <he's> just <laughs> it just like a favor of the director. Yeah, he's just a dance guy. He's been in both "Save the Last Dances," "Stomp the Yard,"
0: and "You Got yeah. Served." Well, and, yeah, and so I... I just feel like like his, his the guy who directed this was like, "Man, this will be great for us. We're not gonna because the guy who directed this directed that the losers." And the the fourth or fifth sequel to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, <laughs> which has none of the cast in it. I didn't even yeah. know they made it until I was looking at his IMDb page. And then since then, he's only worked in TV. He just I'm stopped f- making movies after The Losers. I'm fairly confident I wrote down what you did last summer.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the
2: guy
0: yeah. who did... I, you know, I, I, it's not like a, an exact memory, but I have a... a inkling of what you did last summer I have an email in here
1: somewhere that yeah. mentions what you did last summer yeah, I've heard about what you did <laughs> last summer I
2: had like part from my dad because my this is
1: so <laughs> fucking old 20 years old <laughs> this movie caps its plot <laughs> off and we can jump into any scene that you want to talk about after that with this where he's, he's he <laughs> Max triggers this fancy nuke that did not need to be fancy yeah. because it never goes off there's never a second explosion of this fancy bomb because it's too expensive. The CGI bomb is too expensive. Uh, but he threatens to blow it up. Uh, Clay stops it, and then the villain fails and is robbed on a bus. That's the end of this fucking movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> the end of this movie.
0: <laughs> well, he gets away, and he works for the CIA. So it's like uh, you didn't actually stop stop him at all.
1: I'm he so just
0: mad. Mildly inconvenienced him for a while. Let's let's just dive real quick into to Max. Like, just from top to bottom, his character. He's introduced, and they will not show his face. And then they show his face, and this is one of the times. This has happened in a few of these movies. They reveal a character or an actor as if we know who the fuck they are, and we do not. And it's like they play it as if it's a huge reveal, and I'm just like, I don't know who this is <laughs> or who this actor is. Why did you wait so long to show his face? I don't care. Yeah, the the, the way that – yeah, the, there's a uh, there, – he's –
2: like, his chin and down is in frame when they're in Dubai. Yeah. And, and it looks it looks like a mistake. Like, it's... What would have... You know, they could have done, like, a shot like a shot from behind, you know, but he's, like, in full frame or, like, half yeah. the frame. But they did this weird, like, bottom-down shot that just... It, it looked like the tripod broke.
0: Or, like, or they something. could like, get the crane up high enough. They really <laughs> couldn't film it. Up. They were like, this is all higher to go. You're like yeah. seriously, it's six inches short. They're <laughs> stacking phone books. Guys, we
1: we only paid for eighty percent of Jason Patrick. <laughs> yeah, his contract says. Uh, I mean, he was in Speed Two, which was another yeah, another amazing film.
0: So uh, you mean Speed Two Cruise Control? Yeah, please yeah. use the full title. In which they're on a boat that is running away. I don't know if you've ever seen boats move. They're not wildly fast. Also,
1: Especially not known for their cruise control. <laughs>
2: But, oh, but it's, that's the but one thing they created it. They're controlling a cruise. Now, uh,
0: <laughs> Jason Patrick's character is introduced by giving a nod to his bodyguard who then throws a man off a roof. And then they have like a comedy beat about like a no, that was punch him in the face, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like I was like, oh, no. Like as soon as that scene happened, I was like, no, this isn't going to be good because I didn't remember the only part of this movie I remembered at all was the scene where Chris Evans goes into the building and he, he shoots the guards. That's the only part of this movie I remember at all. And so when this guy does these jokes I was like, "Uh-oh, I think I remember why I blocked this guy out of my memory <laughs> film." Cuz it like his joke, it's like so poorly played. He has no comedic timing. And then I was like, they're just it's going to be they're going to do this every time. And so then later after the bomb explosion, they're in a helicopter, they land. There's a woman who's like walking with an umbrella and he makes some dumb joke about like giving a bomb to a terrorist is like giving a gun to a six year old you don't know what's gonna happen but it's gonna end up on the news or something and it was just like you could tell whoever wrote it thought they had nailed like great dialogue
1: got it yeah and it was, <laughs> High five myself. Let's run down the news potential scenarios of a child with a handgun. Because number one is the child shoots himself with a handgun. Yeah. Number two is the child shoots somebody else with a handgun. Yes. The implication in that line is that a good or bad thing could happen. Is there a scenario in which the child stops a robbery? with
0: a <laughs> The person the child shoots happens to be a person coming to molest him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the news! All it takes uh, to stop a a bad guy with a gun is a child with a gun. <laughs> What's ex-
0: <laughs> that's that's the motto that I've been trying to get police to adopt. <laughs> <laughs> What's extremely frustrating is that we keep cutting to
1: the, the villain like he's a second protagonist. We cut to him a lot and we have scenes fully independent of the core plot. Yeah, they are not just, tagged in. Did
0: time jumps in the core plot. So, like, cut the max, and then we can just jump two weeks into the future, and no one will question why.
1: But yeah. I was saying he's—he's he's not. What's ha whats not happening is that they're in the movie being like, he could be anywhere right now, acquiring this bomb, and then they cut to him acquiring the bomb. No. They're just having a conversation about how Zoe's butt looks good, and then they cut to him, and he's hanging out with three Indian guys being like, boy, I like your hotel. And we're like, what's happening now? <laughs> yeah. And then they,
0: the, then they cut to him with the bomb, and this is his second scene he's in, and you're like, okay, this is weird. And then he just shoots this woman who's holding the umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like for comedy effect or to make him seem like he's a sociopath, but at this point I'm just like, how does this guy keep his job in the CIA? Nobody would go along with this. It's not like like he's a Bond villain where people are afraid of him. He literally works for a branch of the government. Everybody around him would just report him. Like he would just be arrested or killed by one of them. They would not tolerate an insane person. I mean, maybe not during this current administration, but, you know, back in (laughs) 2010, things were, I'm hoping, a little brighter.
2: Well, yeah, his whole – him – I mean, you know, Ben said it at the start of this recording that – there is he is just he is just a cardboard cutout that literally moves from scene to scene. With there is this whole I think I think the 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 core element of this movie where I just was sort of staring at it and I wasn't even really taking notes because like it wasn't like with like even like a fucking like Nicolas Cage movie like his acting can be like so crazy so there's like unintentionally funny stuff. There was nothing. Unintentionally funny. Uh, the the cast they're all they're all fine, but no one. So 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 Idris Elba actually won a BET award for best actor for this movie. Wow. So like God, this, squeezing this slow year, squeezing blood out of a stone for this one. Like like,
0: but there's. I mean, just... I will say he's given it, but it's like there's only so much you can do. Sure. When you're giving I, shit, I mean, you can shine it up as best you can, and he's oh, great, yeah. but he's it's still tr- reading the shittiest dialogue a person can it's read. It's a turd. It's
2: a turd polisher for sure. I'm like, why? I'm like, why did you do this, man? You you were in the wire. It feels like, like a
0: contract. Movie- feels like a contract obligation. <laughs> or like he signed a deal with Universal, and they're like, you got to be in three movies. Well, I think your theory. I think
2: your theory about like, you know, there's there's a lot of scenes where the actors are not. All together at the same time, like Chris, yeah. like Chris Evans. I really wonder if they just. Whoa, Ben. <laughs> I just wonder if they if they showed up to film their scenes. You know, because obviously movies aren't normally filmed in order and things like that. So it's yeah. like, okay, we've got Chris Evans for two days. Uh, we're just gonna shoot all his scenes, and he's like, this is fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, you know, like they had no idea. <laughs> what was actually going to happen to all this stuff?
0: Because, or, or, like, I mean, what's weird is, I'm going to spoil this for everybody, Intraselba turns out to be a bad guy, and he turns on the team. But there's really real no, like, there's no real reason. Like, it doesn't make sense why he does I didn't understand it.
2: that at all. I didn't, because
0: He's, like, trying to turn it so he can get his life back, but he's doing it to a man who double-crossed them once already. So why would he assume that this guy wouldn't just shoot him immediately? Like it makes no – like the plot makes no sense, and up until like the scene before he goes bad, he seems like a good person. So much so that he's telling Pooch that he shouldn't come with them because Pooch's wife is pregnant, and he says, you don't have to come with us, man. You don't have to be there. So if he's a bad guy, why does he give a shit? Like why – like the next day he's fine with Pooch being killed? (laughs) It makes no sense. It's just like on a dime he's like, ah, fuck it. I told him he shouldn't do it. He didn't do it. Kid's going to have to grow up without a father.
1: I apologize, but I just discovered that Roger Ebert gave this three and a half out of four stars. That's.
0: Are you sure that it wasn't out of four?
1: <laughs> <laughs> out of forty. Oh no, sorry, Roger Biebert. Never mind. <laughs> oh. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. My that's... bad. Mm,
0: that's my. Thank that's
1: on, God. That's on me.
0: That, is that really true?
1: Yeah, it really true. <laughs> He's like, on the Metacritic scores, he gave it a very, very high review, and everyone else trashed it. Someone called it D team. <laughs> I even go with B. Interesting. They went with, yeah. B team. They went with D team. Maybe
0: this is when Roger Ebert first had the health problems, and he was like on a lot of painkillers or something. It could be. Yeah. He was like he I was. Wanna, like... I want to believe that it was the drugs that made him think this movie was better than it he, was. You know
1: what? Now that I'm looking at it, it does recommend which brand of painkillers to take yeah. before you watch this movie.
0: <laughs> I recommend taking all the Quaaludes. He was in
2: pain, <laughs> but he knew that the actors on screen were suffering
1: much more than him. And, <laughs> he has yeah. serious concerns. You
0: know. Yeah. I guess he understood true su- suffering. So he couldn't give this movie a bad review. He's like, I feel bad for these guys. It's bad enough. They had to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, one last thing I want to mention real quick. Uh, at one point, Chris Evans looking at his data pad says, uh, when talking about, uh, Aisha, I think, uh, is her name. Uh, he says that she's on the FBI kill list. She's in the C, C- CIA database. Uh, Uh, something else database, and the Hamas database, he says. Yeah, I'm like, Hamas has like a database?
0: No, but you want to know the place he says before Hamas? What is that? He names the FBI, the CIA, then he names Hamas, which is technically a terrorist organization. The place he names before is he says Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin is the political party that's trying to get Northern Ireland reunited with the Irish Republic. They are not a military. They're just like, it'd be like saying... They're on the Republican or the Democrats kill list. They should have said this, the IRA. Like the Sinn Fein is not an organization that like oh, kills the, people. They're just a the, the political party.
1: The Democrats but, want him dead. Yeah, I was just
0: like, when I said that. I put it in my notes. I was like, why the fuck would and I, and then I was like, why the fuck would Sinn Fein care one way or the other? They only have see. one objective.
2: That makes me think of, like, that, like, in Die Hard, when Hans Gruber is, like, going through the list of, like, organization, like, you know... Golden Dawn. Our brothers in arms with, you know, the Colombian Revolution Corps. Like, he's just, like, naming off all these things, and I'm like, maybe it's just... They wanted some cool-sounding
1: things. To I read about them in Forbes. In Forbes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, too, like it's. it's let's so... just. Can we just watch that movie? Yeah, let's go watch it. We're gonna watch <laughs> Die Hard. <probably>. See <laughs> right, <That's> you, you, Do I want to watch Die Hard? Because the answer is, I'm already watching it. <laughs> <laughs> just plays in a constant loop behind my life.
1: Oh, with that said, I think I've hit the major points that I want to make about this movie. There's no point in dragging it out. Do you guys have any last notes about uh, <laughs> the, only thing the losers? I was
0: ballsy, uh was that they tried to do two joke endings at the end of this film. Oh yeah, let's not like, forget wow, that. We're, we're mad up. Up. Also, about that. Pooch may be Wolverine, like a black. Uh, yeah, because
2: he gets shot in gets the shot knees in the
0: and then runs later, around. Three days later, he is in a hospital with not even a limp.
2: After and and by the way, how how
0: did he get? Into the hospital. <laughs> Here's also a question why couldn't you just walk through the hospital? They don't, That's I, they exactly don't ask what I your ID you go into a hospital. They don't have like a retinal scan. You just walk in. You ask yeah. where the so, room is, they point you in that direction. It's real easy to get into a hospital.
1: To clarify, they do this thing where they show them like crouched in the bushes. The whole team's there. They're looking through night vision goggles. They've got pooch rigged up to some wire on the side of a building they're obviously playing you and setting you up for this idea that they're going on a mission of course the mission is just to see his wife have a child i guess um so he does that and you're like okay that was weird why are his friends just outside now hanging out
0: (laughs) so all they really did was stop the snook from being detonated they still are either thought to be dead or wanted
2: they didn't really even solve their main. Problem.
1: No arc. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> no arc. And then it cuts to the, uh, uh, again. It goes to a second credit sequence where someone's looking through binoculars. The snipers looking through binoculars. And like, oh, Same here we are.
0: joke. Same. We're at another mission. Joke. N- three no, seconds
1: it's, later. It's a soccer game. I'm like, no. You, don't, you get one of these. You get. You pick one, <laughs> and you stick with that one. And let me tell I, you,
0: this was the stronger one. I did not need yeah. the hospital scene at all.
1: No. Because nobody cared about Pooch. (laughs) Remember, 14
2: producers on this film. So, like, 14 different people saying, but my idea is going to be in the movie, too, right? (laughs) And and again, again, these are, I mean, A, uh, now I've come to the realization that, yes, at the end of the film, the original problem they had, which was, like, finding this guy and then clearing their names so they could, like, be back on the grid was never resolved, and then they go to a child's soccer game.
0: They got no answers, and... <laughs> they're just there in public. Like, nothing happened.
1: They did not restore their citizenship, they did not get immunity, they did not get answers from the villain, nor did they capture or kill the villain.
2: Yeah, like those bombs... I mean, they, you know, like, in interviews and stuff, they really wanted a sequel out of this, and I yep. don't know... I don't even know how, like, what,
1: like, how you... But know? they stopped those bombs by accident. Here's, here's the that sequel. That was, like, just the part of their... <laughs> God damn it.
0: Max, the, sequel? We, the movie starts with the losers, you know, in another joke thing, it turns out they're just, like, going to get, like, tacos. But you yep. think it's, like, a real op. Then we cut to Max, and he's shooting some guy at a laundromat because we gotta make sure that we all remember he's the bad guy. Then we cut back to the losers. They have a zany little interchange. Then we cut back to Max. He's created a new bomb. Which makes the moon turn into a laser. Next, we cut back to the losers <laughs> and more shit. You don't know what's going on. Also, gratuitous shot of Zoe Saldana's butt while she's jumping into a pool.
2: Well, she so they so now the losers have opened a a, a van repair business.
0: No, see, that's what I want out of they losers They work too. for
1: the A team.
2: They, yeah, <laughs> they maintain. A-team they're the A
1: team's pit crew. I think every scene in Losers 2 should be one of the the scenes at the end where it's like, it looks like they're setting up for an op, but then you pan out and they're just like in an Arby's. And you're like, (laughs) oh, okay, never mind. But the next scene, they'll for sure be on the mission. And then like, someone's like, someone's like, I need your help on uh, radio. Like, get in here now! And this other one comes in and like gives him a toilet paper roll <laughs> that you didn't have. You're like, oh, they got me again. Okay, but the next scene, they will be doing some yeah. cool things. <laughs> yeah. And then for two hours, it never happens. So,
2: so there's two. <laughs> there were two taglines attached uh, oh, to this movie. So uh, the first one I found was the losers. Anyone else would be dead by now.
0: Yeah, that was the one that appeared on the poster. Not so, sure what the fuck that means. So
2: then, the other one I actually think is even more confusing because it's you don't give them orders; you just turn them loose. And I'm like, that that has nothing to do. Like, yeah, that is
0: not the plot of this film. In fact, that's like they're two that's like by the, the, the book. The
2: Expendables. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not the plot of this movie. <laughs> These
0: like, are actually fugitives. They're not being turned loose on anyone.
2: Yeah, like they're not. It, it's not like a like I said. Like I know the Expendables came out after. But, like, that tagline would go with, like, you know, it's a ragtag group doing all these different missions. They're they're not doing it. Like, this turns into, like, they have to to pull off a heist off the grid to, like, get their name back. Like, it, it's just, it's
0: so... It's the, the I- identity crisis this. of this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's just too just... many movies crammed into each other. It's an ensemble yeah. cast, which then most of the film is about three characters. Then it's a a heist movie where really it's an action film and then it's just, they can't pick a genre to go with. And that's the problem. Now here's the real question. Seth. Yes. Would you recommend people see this movie?
2: I, you know, I would not as much as I love dumb action movies. This one is, it has, has no identity. There's nothing unintentionally or intentionally funny. Uh, it, it is, it is, it's, it's rough. It's, it's a re- it's, it's just a real rough watch. That's, that's all I can say. Like, I just, like, sort of like Ben, my notes just sort of stopped halfway through the movie because there wasn't even anything. There's only like, this movie only does like three things in the first 20 minutes of like, the bad guy makes no sense. These characters make no sense. They're never going to die, they can't get hurt. No one's gonna like find them because they're you know they just blow up Miami in the middle of the day and nobody cares like so I'm like there's nothing like there's nothing at stake and yeah in a lot of action movies like you know like fucking John Wick like they're bulletproof or whatever but there's just nothing interesting about what's going on so so I would uh, I I would say no as as someone who loves stuff blowing up and people getting punched in the face type movies this is just a no for me.
1: A lot of times, people respond to me when I'm disparaging of dumb action, like action movies or Fast and the Furious, whatever dumb movies where they race cars through skyscrapers. People like say, "Oh, well, it's not Shakespeare." Sorry, that's usually like typical dumb response saying, "Oh, well, you, you hang do- out
0: with really annoying people." <laughs>
1: you need to shut your <laughs> yeah. brain off. Whatever. Those excuses bore the hell out of me because I can enjoy the fuck out of a really good dumb dry plot, but it's got to have. Some fucking energy, some momentum. It's got to be yeah. by maybe one person, not 14 people. Uh, and it has to have at least some arc, even if that arc is just the character killing the bad guy. Gets his wife throwing him off a cliff. None <laughs> of that happens in this movie. There's no... There's no... You don't hate They Max. don't even solve the problem yeah. that started the they And you don't first. hate Max because he doesn't really do anything...
0: He you blows hate up those because he keeps appearing in the movie and is unfunny. That's why <laughs> yeah. I hated it. He blows up those kids, but he just orders it. And and he's technically, not... I don't think he knew the kids were on the plane. He thought the losers were on the plane. He but thought yeah, the he's... kids were at the drug place. See, and he has like, really he's just a
1: voice, and he doesn't, so he doesn't, like, anything, like, like he's not, like, a character that makes you, you, you're hating, and you're excited to watch him, like, get his comeuppance. He's just obnoxious. Yeah, he's then the spend... villain you
0: love to hate. He's the villain you hate. That's it. Yeah,
1: we spend too much time watching him hang out with Indian guys that don't that does not accomplish anything. Uh, and then the movie just sort of limps through some action sequences and some irresponsible slow-mo and uh, then it ends with too many tagouts.
2: Yeah. So I, no, don't watch it. I was going to interject a better alternative to this type of movie. I think would be Smoke & Aces. Yeah. Because this even like the posters for Losers and just the way it was shot, the like relentless shaky cam and trying to be stylistic. It, it just it just everything really reminded me of Smoke and Aces, which in itself is not a great movie,
0: but it's, it's much better than this. It's way more entertaining It is it is the, the quintessential like dumb action movie that you watch yeah. and enjoy because it is its own genre piece. And it's like the Expendables. This and, is a movie the, that has no charm.
2: Yeah, and and smoking aces like the, the 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 cast is not as strong as I think this cast because I think there's good actors in the losers, but they are not given any personality. Where in smoking aces like. Even though each character is, you know, it's like a caricature and they're they're sort of exaggerated, they're still like rememberable,
0: you know. Yeah, like know who the they
2: explosives were. guy in this movie doesn't do anything with explosives. He just like, carries
0: like, knives, so he should have yeah. been the knives guy.
2: Yeah. it's So yeah, I mean this 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 one. What, what about what about you, Pogues? How, uh, how no, you
0: I would not actually recommend watching this movie. I found it. Just very boring. I told Ben, I sent him a message this morning, and I said, you know, are we still on to record? Everything okay? And he said, yeah. And I said, I gotta warn you, the movie's a bit of a punt. Like it's, it tried to do something and it didn't succeed. It's just
2: it tried to do I, too many things.
0: This dope. is like the the least amount of notes I've ever taken during a movie. Oh It's yes. just because I was just like, I just don't care. Like usually my notes are like really like frantic in the beginning of a movie because it's like if it's bad. And then I just gradually lose interest because I'm like, this is so bad. I can't keep like stopping every 30 seconds to make a note over the next dumb thing that's said. Yeah. This movie, I was just like, I got nothing because I just don't care. Like, it's just <laughs> nothing's really happening. There's nothing, nothing really matters anymore. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it's basically six set pieces, but set pieces is as if the set was like a play. Like, they're just not action set pieces. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing exciting about them. One of the set pieces is just a hotel room followed by another set piece, which is a different hotel room. And oh, it's uh, just a scene of them all gradually having guns pointed in their face and being taken hostage.
2: Uh, Joe, Joe uh, Carnahan, uh, the guy who did Smoking Aces, is the same guy who did The A-Team. Oh. <laughs> he's the write- he was one of the writers for The A-Team. He's got a so, title! So he yeah, go. he's got a
0: film genre. <laughs> well, I guess that's it then. It, it seems that none of us recommend seeing The Losers uh I think the only real losers here are the actors in it. Boom, nailed it. Uh, you can, of course, close. if you disagree with us, leave your comments or questions at facebook.com slash naospod or tweet at us at naospod. You can follow me on Instagram at itspogues, Ben on Twitter at the thediscopony. And Seth, you like to be anonymous on the internet, correct? Or yeah, t- I, mean, I, d-
2: I, I just have my own personal Facebook. I don't have Twitter or anything
0: and he doesn't want to be your friend I barely no, have to be not. my friend uh, Seth will though be back uh, at some point yeah. perhaps for a Batman movie or to do whatever that terrible film you reco- What well, would you find out bad girls go to hell or whatever it was called
1: yeah we'll I'll be yeah. back for bad girls go to There's hell two of that's your fault I know
0: <laughs> so look forward to that piece of shit we'll be watching uh, until then I guess we'll see you next week for the mini episode where we'll tell you next what films next up Bam boom bam.